Welcome to Rants About Humanity, a podcast where we interview guest experts with passionate opinions about important topics that don't get enough attention. Raw, unfiltered, thought-provoking perspectives with no censorship. With your host, Philip Van Houta. Welcome everyone to the Rants About Humanity podcast. Today I have Andrew Mayok. He teaches men sexual education without the bullshit. He is turning men to the best she ever had inside and outside of the bedroom. Thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. What was your whole journey into relating to the feminine, getting better with women? Is it the standard route of like the pickup artist and getting good with women and learning the tactics and then delving deeper into the sexual aspects? Thanks for having me, man. I, I appreciate you. It's like, just dive in, man. Just like, no lube. Let's, let's get fucked in there. Make it I, I like it. Yeah, we have, um, let's first have some foreplay with them. We'll get to the... That's it. Well, most guys forget about that. Fuck the foreplay. Just let me put my cock in the last five minutes. That's why a lot of women are so unsatisfied. But there's so many can, can of worms we could open up. But yeah, dude, thanks for um, having me here. Super, um, I'm super excited just to break some shit down. My name's Andrew Mayock and just, man, I've been... Like, let's just say this, man. Let's start off. I want to start off with the vision, what I do. And this is like really what just set the tone for everything. I just want to say like the vision of SQL. SQL is sexual quantum leap. It's to elevate the sexual well-being of humanity. So men can have mind-blowing sexual experiences with women they care about by opening their hearts and connecting deeply with themselves. As a result, becoming the best you ever had inside and outside the bedroom. And the ethos of the company is really leaving women better and wetter. So we have a lot of fucking shit to talk about. And basically, man, 10 fucking years of being obsessed with sexuality, sexual development. And I just see, as you said, man, the no bullshit understanding about sexuality because the sexologists, the sex therapists, there's fucking, you've got your doctors, you've got urologists. And it's like, man, I just got confused. I'm like, bro, I just want to know how to do this. How can I give fucking women the best fucking experience she's had in her life consistently? And that's why we have like the tagline of the company, like being best she ever had inside and outside the bedroom. Because we don't like do some woo-woo shit. And I was like, hey man, just feel your heart and feel your soul and hopefully it'll work out. But that's a big aspect of it. But then we don't just go, here's some techniques and practical understanding and that's it. It's like, how can you have the practical technical understanding, but then also the aspect of having a heart and really a deep esoteric understanding about that? Combine that together and then all of a sudden you've got this fucking mix of both where I think people are just like disconnected from one or the other. It's like, I'm just all head, but I'm not heart. It's like, how can you have those two together, bring that together for a succinct fucking union of real fucking sexuality? And is it, is it crazy that like, like when, when we're young, basically like what yeah. is sexuality? <laughs> this is the penis. This is the vagina. Wear yeah. a condom. This is how you get pregnant. Okay. You get like the genitals. Okay, guys, now figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hope, hope, hope for the best, man. Like, here you go. It's like you got a cock. And the thing is, I think the pressure from um, us men in society, man, is like you have to be good in bed. And if you're not good mm. in bed, you're a failure as a man. And the amount of men that I work with when I really dive deep into it, it's like I don't feel like a fucking man. I don't feel like I am accomplished if I can give this woman this mind-blowing experience. And then like- Did, did you have that yourself in the beginning, like coming from a place of uh, incompleteness and then just trying to get the tactics and learning how to become good at sex? So you just wanted to get better and you were like already pretty attuned to it. Yeah, sure. I can, you did ask me about my story. Do you want me to break that down? Like how- Just a little bit of an idea. I always, I always like, instead of, you know, the American style is like, these are the five tips how I was able to, but I also love like the journey, like what it was for you. Because a lot of times- what we teach, it's a reminder. It's like a teaching to our former self. 
So oftentimes there's a story behind it that some people, when they listen, they relate to it. Like, yeah, that's a bit at where I'm at right now. Sure, man. Yeah, I'll break that down a little bit therefore. So basically, I like I got into this journey from a place of like a woman telling me that I was shit in bed. I mean, mm. like it was one of the fucking hardest things to hear, man. Like she goes, you're fucking terrible in bed. And the reason I knew that I was terrible in bed is because I was a bit of a bad boy, man. I came from a place of like, I know what it's like to be an absolute cunt. And we say that in Australian because it's like, it's like you call your friend a cunt and stuff like that. It's pretty mm-hmm. like pretty intense. But like for me, it's just normal. But when I say that, man, it's like, I was like cheating on women. I had mm-hmm. three monogamous girlfriends, was fucking a married woman and her best friend. I was just like an absolute maniac hanging out with bikies and selling drugs. And I thought the only way to really be good in bed was to just, I'm the man in the bedroom to shut the fuck up and take it, girl. Where it's like, Mm. This is so fucking bad. And then basically I got caught selling drugs. I went to, I nearly went to jail, didn't go to jail. Then all of a sudden, bro, I um, ended up fucking the woman who was second in charge on my community service. So I got a hundred hours of community service. I ended up having sex with this chick who was second in charge because I had nothing else to do. I thought may as well just fuck her um, and did that. So during the day, man, she was a goody two, cho- two shoes. She'd help me out like doing the community service, fucking doing clothes, bro. And then at nighttime, she'd tell me to come over to her house and we'd fuck. And dude, she was, she, I didn't realize during the day she'd like put clothes on the racks and help me like do that. Mm-hmm. At nighttime, she'd fuck six to 10 guys wow. and then she'd come back and fuck me. And then she's like, I want some more dick. I'm like, holy shit, dude. And then she told me I'll shit in bed. Like, she's like, I'm going to be honest with you, Andrew, you're fucking shit in bed. I'm like, are you serious? I know how to pick up chicks because I picked her up and she was my second in charge. I'm like, what else am I going to do? Talk to old people and fucking do mm-hmm. this. So I did that, bro. Fucked her and then she told me I was shit in bed. I ended up fucking her with my friends and shit like that. It was cool. But then that fucking hit me like a dagger in the heart. And Demartini, one of my mentors, I don't know, Dr. John Demartini, if you know him, he basically said, your voids create your values. And there was such a huge void and the pain. I'm like, I'm going to learn everything that I can possibly about sexuality, sexuality and masculinity from a perspective like I never want to feel that pain again. And not from a perspective, I want to learn where the clitoris is and how it all works and all the anatomy. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. If you put me next to a sexologist right now, a sexologist would make me look like a bitch understanding the actual anatomy. But I'm like, I just want to know how to give a woman fundamentally the best fucking experience of her life. Did it come from trauma? Did it come from fucking inadequacy? Did it come from pain? hundred fucking percent. But it came from a place like, I don't want to work this shit out. Not some fucking like, oh, I'm just... Maybe just touch her pussy like this. How can you really like dance in the fucking yeah. devil and then dance in the light where it's like, oh, chicks just want to be touched and caressed. No, bro. Most chicks want to be pinned down, fucked and ravished and choked. Mm-hmm. And then also have that gentleness. And I also talk about successes of sexuality and how it's all thin. But in that, it's like that softness and making her feel fucking safe. But how can you also make her feel scared? When I say scared, it's that dominant fucking frame. It's like she feels so safe to show her all aspects of herself. And then boom. And it's like, Where'd that come from? But then I'm like, then I can hold Is there anything you learned from both your own experience with demons and with the woman you described who was like having sex with sex guys at night that you learned about shadows and demons? My own demons or her own demons or... Yeah, in general, I mean, I think, you know, temporarily a woman can sleep with a lot of guys, you know, but often there's also like a trauma wound or it's a temporary phase and you being addicted and having all those troubles with like justice you know like did you learn anything about your own wounds demons shadows from that whole period oh for sure man i look back on i if i look back on it now i was like fucking hell man i used to use sex as a validation tool big time because i go who who in their right mind will try and push to be the best she ever had consistently and drive so much to be able to be that man it's like it's been it's been a blessing and a curse 
to do that. And of course, a lot of like my shadow was like, I want to be the best. Maybe it was like from the childhood, maybe from something popped up, but it was more like, I want to be the best in the bedroom, but it's been to my detriment personally in some respects, but it's also been to my advantage because now I can break everything down for my clients and go, do this, 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 say this, have that aspect, this, and then also doing a lot of fucking heart-centric shit where it's like basically having the strong integrity as the man. Because I'm like, if dudes like say, what she doesn't know, bro, can't hurt her. Or it's like, oh, bro, don't worry about that. I'm like, I know what it's like, man, to fucking cheat on women, hurt women, fucking lie, manipulate, and co- coerce. I've been that dude. And I know what it's like on the other side. We can have multiple relationships and have really flourishing sexual fucking connections and have women throw themselves at you from both angles. So I'm not coming from like one aspect or the other, man, if that, if that makes sense. What happens <laughs> when a guy is good at uh, sex or uh, sexuality, but he's not connected to his heart? What does that look like? The biggest thing for guys is retention. When I say retention, sometimes goes, God, women just don't come back. And the bar is so low in regards to being good in bed. Like the average guy on average is so many different studies, but there's one study that mainly men like last on seven minutes on average. So if they're not connected to their heart, they might just fuck her for one night, but she might not come back. But if they can't deeply chat and get to know who the person is in front of them. I talk about, fuck man, that's such a big question. I like the question you asked, but what it is, it's like, they won't have the woman come back. They might not feel anything in the bedroom and they might also go, cool, they might turn into this guy who does all the right things in the bedroom, but then they lose sense of themselves and their identity in the bedroom because they're trying to just please the woman, which I did, which women will consistently say, you're amazing in bed, you're a beast. But then it's like, there's that little voice going, what about me? What about my pleasure? Well, you use, this is also something that I had when I learned about pickup culture or seduction or relating to the feminine that uh, I have an aspect and it's a bit like, it is a bit like a beast. If I can't control it, it's so powerful, that sexual energy, that, that pure intention of me, like it can convince a lot. It can cancel almost, and it can, but it can consume me. It's like onto the next one, all, nothing deep, always like superficial. And, you know, like the beast, it, it gets excited. It's so powerful. And then it destroys the room. And then it's onto the next room to destroy, you know, and it's very powerful. But sometimes you want to control the beast or let it out in a controlled environment. Because else, I also felt it, it destroys me, it destroys relationships, and it, it doesn't build something up long term. I don't know if you relate to what I'm describing. Yeah? For sure. You can say, man, we can, I don't know how that, where you want to take the conversation, but you could be talking about the, unhealthy masculine the prince becoming the king what that means in regards to that it's very much taking it's very much taking it's it's i'm dominating it's fine it's fine you know all women like it the majority of women like it but it's like not not coming from a place of like giving or contributing or or devotion to something it's like very much taking for only self-validation and correct yeah i got stuck in that fucking phase for a long time man and that's what really like that's what ripped me apart because i'm like i'm doing this so then like hey uh, man, I did this and like this chick said I was a beast in the bedroom. Now look at me. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it only gets some um, so far, man. And speaking in stages like hundreds of people, like I said, it's good, dude. It's like you get this fucking ego hit, you get this fucking absolutely insane dopamine hit and all this stuff. But then at the same time, when you look yourself in the mirror, is that like a McDonald's tie or is it actually like a yeah. really a rump steak? And I go, I want that rump steak feeling. And I'm not um, putting any of that down. Like, dude, running the sex parties myself, going to these events, kink events, fucking like spiritual hippie events, fucking running, like running, like all this shit, dude. It's just like, it got to a point where I'm like, what is important for me sexually mm-hmm. and what's going to be nourishing for me personally, where I'm at um, on my unique journey. And that's where everyone is different. And then when guys are like trying to go, what should I do, Andrew? I'm like, 
I don't fucking know, man. I'm like, what do you actually want to do when all the chaos is still in your fucking, like, all that chaos is gone and you've got stillness and I go, what do you actually want? And then they go, yeah, fuck, I haven't thought about And that. who are you and who do you want? <laughs> and what do you want to do in the bedroom, bro? How do you want to do that thing? It's fucking crazy, man. But, mate, so many different rabbit holes. I'll let you take the conversation. But <laughs> I also see that, and it happens a lot in the pickup community, and it's often the thing that, you know, they're having insane. I mean, you was a bit of sexuality or maybe pickup in the beginning. They're so obsessed with pickup. You can't take them outside of the vortex. Everything in their life revolves around picking up women and getting good at women. And it seems that the vast majority, I was also the case, they need to go to that stage to know when I have the power to seduce women. I can do it. And then you, you fucking sleep with so many women and you can still like have you know, polygamous relationships. I have my own opinion about it, but still. But at a certain point, like how many times do I want to go to the same superficial experience and then prove to myself I can do it when there's marginal gains to be gained from always doing it this way, going to the routine, having a date, having the same conversation, etc. It becomes at a certain point kind of saturated. But that's that's a journey for a lot of men. I feel that the need to go to that stage to then feel like, okay, what's the next thing do I want? Yeah, oh, for sure, man. And it, I just got to a point now, I actually found, um, it's the irony of this conversation, me, actually, I, I really, who knows, I'll look back on this in the future, but I found a woman that I just feel so met by. Mm. And I feel so deeply connected by, connected with. And I was like, fuck, this is what it's meant to feel like. Mm. I feel met. I feel like, like, I feel safe. I feel like I've got someone who's got my back. And I feel like I met someone who's my equal in the respect of like a best friend who I have sex with. I always say it like this, I've met my best friend who I fuck. Like, oh my god, babe! We've had so much fun on the beach, like on the night. We go talk deep conversations. I like, and I have my talk about like the 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 part, the deepest part of who I am. And then like we're just laying in bed, like, and we get to have sex. Like, oh my god, this is like mind fucking blowing. And then I'm like, I was meant to go to Vegas like um, next year, man, and um, go Vegas for three months, and um, also then go to Europe for three months. I know you're just like general Europe because I want to just go. Just have some fun again because I've been doing a lot of business stuff like the last um, few years. I was, was going to do that six months before. I was going to go pick up chicks all around that. I was actually going to pay one of the best dating coaches I knew. Not like I because I always want to like love being around the best guys in the world and just like self development. So I would have done that, man. Take my dating skills to the next level, whatever. But at the same time, I was like, cool. I do that for adventure and fun and play. But for me, just for where it's like it, that would have been like five, ten percent of like growth. And would be like uh, you already myself. tried that version of yourself, right? You already I've achieved that. that right? gonna, yeah, but I was going to go with another guy, a really close friend of mine, who's like making half a million dollars a month and a million, nearly a million dollars a month in his business, which he's doing very well. But his whole life, he's never had those array of sexual experiences, never gone out to the club, never done that shit. Where I've done a lot of that, and the thing is, with him, he was like, he's overweight. He's fucking like, um, he's overweight. What else? He's Smashing in business, but he's also like um, workaholic, anxious, yeah. overworked, never satisfied. Yeah, hasn't, hasn't had that many experiences with women. He's like, I want to do this because I need that as my development. So then, like doing that stage of development, I would never take away any of the pickup I've done. I would never take away any of the sexual experiences because it's formed me to the man who I am and the character. And people are like just be confident, bro. I believe a lot of my confidence came from finding exceptional mentors, but then still doing the fucking work, man. 
Like there's so many times like my mentors would say shit and it's like, do the boring shit. It's like people want to hype things up and do all this, like do this hype shit. I'm like, no motherfucker. Do you know how many times I said fucking dirty fucking talk lines into the mirror or into the fucking camera time and time again with my tonality on a downward inflection. And do you know how many times I would fucking like take the bra off a pillow? Do you know how many times like I would fucking, there was a time I took my, my bra off my mum when she was wearing a top. It was a fucking funny story <laughs> on that. I'm like, mum, come here. She's like, I sent you to a good Christian school. And I'm like, mum, but I got something really cool to show you. Now you're doing this to me. Now you do this to me. Exactly. I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like mum, come here. I'm like, I'm going to take off your bra. I'm like, I can take it off in fucking two seconds flat. She's like, bullshit. I'm like, mum, come here. So she's wearing a top. I come from behind her. Boom. Take it off like that. She's like, oh, my God. I sent you to a good Christian school. This happened. Like, welcome to the jungle, mom. Welcome to the fucking jungle. I'm making you proud, mommy. hundred <laughs> percent, bro. Come on. Don't you take off your mom's bra? I haven't done it yet. This is this. No, I haven't done it yet. No, no, no. But yeah, practice is practice, right? And then, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in a way. <laughs> this is also the thing that you learn in in everything that you do. You can give people the tactics, but the mindset with which you approach things and the intention matters a lot. You can send a text, the exact same text to a girl, but the intention and the mindset you send it from will have a different response. This is almost makes you believe in a spiritual aspect of resonance, etc. You know, putting a message out there and then getting something back because. Yes, the tactics can help, but the mindsets you come from is even more important. If you say something, the right words, but it doesn't come from that mindset of like, yeah, you know, I have confidence, you know, I'm going to take you, you're on your mind. And then, you know, really like talking from that archetype that it's like, ah, so arousing. But when it's like, you know, with a little voice like this, it's like, you know, like it's not going to work, you know. But that is difficult, right? Because you had that, uh, which I still think like is one of the best things from uh, RSD in the past, uh, the blueprint from Tyler Durden, Owen Cook, where he also says the true self always shines true, which is still one of the biggest quotes in that whole program. So what do you do to guys who are like in the fake it until you make it stage? Because there's also can be something of, you know, you let go of your old identity, you're working towards your new identity, and you're in that twilight zone in between. But when that mess up, because you're vulnerable, right? You're opening up to new possibilities. Then sometimes you have like, oh my God, that's even more shame, right? That kind of trend, like when guys learn how to kiss a woman and then they're trying to go for it and then they get rejected they can go in that, that shame spiral and, oh, fuck, no, you know? So that's often a, a difficult period of that identity shift. How do guys deal with this? They just have to push through because they, 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 they long for a new identity. They let go of their old identity. They open themselves up for rejection. They're getting feedback, but it's a very vulnerable stage to get like, they don't know who they are yet, you know? They, don't, they want to let go of their old identity. They're trying to be that new person. But they're kind of in the limbo in between. Sure. Do you, do you know what it is, man? And I don't care. Like, if, if like guys are watching this and they go, they want sexuality advice or whatever they do, whatever they like. I just do this, man. I find the best person I can find in my life. It's something I want to get good at. I just pay them whatever the fuck they want. I shut the fuck up and I just don't activate my fucking conscious mind. Like, it's, it's really not rocket sciences, but no one wants to do that hard work. They want to, like, just hope it happens or I'll read a book or I'll watch another YouTube video. It's like, yeah, you can learn some shit for sure, man. You can learn some cognitive stuff. Like, I'm not saying this is like, dude, like, I don't even fuck you. Like, someone doesn't even want to um, work with me or that they think I'm like too brash. And like, just find someone you connect with in regards to sexuality, pay them whatever the fuck they want, and just listen and do that work. And there's no, there's no 
easy way to get around this. Like guys have been asking me for years, how can I do this? I can teach party tricks. Like here's how to make a chick squirt. Here's how to yeah. give her an orgasm. Here's how to get her obsessed with head. Here's how to fucking do this awesome position. But at the same time, man, it's just like nothing like, it's like you're a different, unique human being to fucking everyone else. And then if someone's trying to fucking seriously, man, like shortcut this shit, it's not going to happen. Like, do you know how many fucking times I've been in times of bed? Yeah. I've come too quickly. I've got an STD. I've got a fucking chick pregnant. A chick found out I was cheating on her. I fucking like, I like, I broke a chick's heart. A chick broke my heart. It's like, you can't take away those battle scars and you can't take away that fucking like what's yeah. going on. And all I did was like, when I had those positions, sometimes I had people I could talk to and sometimes I didn't. I'm like, when I really had someone I could talk to, I'm like, hey man, this happened. He goes, I'm oh, right, you're going through this. Like, oh man, I had this conversation with this chick and she's like freaking out because maybe I've got um, another chick on the run. How can I like make it where she's happy? And she's like, well, you say this, this, and this. That's why I'm a big proponent of like, that's why anytime, one time, I either have one to three sexuality mentors that I'm still learning from about this shit because it's a super important man. It's like, that's why like the only reason I go, hey, do my shit. It's because I'm like, Fucking because I'm like investing myself so heavily consistently for like the last 10 years. That's the only reason. Like, how'd you get in your position where you travel the fucking world and you get to fuck all yes, these chicks yeah. and have this experience? Because it's because, like, man, I invested in myself back in the day. I made like a thousand dollars a week at my job, it was fucking like, like it was, a, it was a pretty good job, like just over a thousand dollars. No, the same thing. Like, I might, like, like, you know, oh. people tell me, like, oh my God, you moved the country and now you're having more than 10K plus months. How did you do it? I've been doing this for like five five years right now i saved money i worked my ass off i read books i got nine mentors already soon like 10 mentors and i yeah. kept on evolving and i saw it as feedback and i know it was about the long-term change the small wins and then going through the process and not just it has to be automatically or you have to have these uh, quick fixes or shortcuts most of the things are not that way you know it takes time to get rid of old beliefs and old identities but in this shortcut culture or this culture where you only see the end results of people it's difficult to show people like hey you're building your business well probably it will take you two three two to three years to figure things out why you don't know yourself you don't know your client you don't know your offer yeah. Yes, that's a harsh truth, but I'm a realistic guy. Like this is this, it definitely will get better from that. But if you get to 10k plus months in less than six months with these easy three tips, that's the big exception of guys, you know, especially when they're starting out. Bro, I tell people straight up, man. I go, if you're gonna work with me, it's gonna be fucking boring for the first two months. Like fucking boring. <laughs> like you want to work, you actually get a result. You want to have women consistently saying you're the best you've had inside and outside the bedroom. First two three months is gonna be fucking more boring. Then after that, it's gonna get fun. But if you want the quick tip, go go fucking go to McDonald's. Like, like I'm not fucking here to do that shit. And the thing is, people are like, I think there's so much bullshit, man, in regards to just knowledge out there. Like, everyone's like kind of sick of that. Um, as you said, quick three tips, quick that. I'm like, I like going back to what I said before. I was like, I was making about a thousand bucks a week, and then one of my mentors was like, yeah, it cost me a thousand dollars an hour. No, a five hundred dollars an hour. I'm like, I fucking work a whole week for that. I'm like, I consistently took. The, like the road of the path of most resistance and like those little fucking things over and over and over and over and over again. It's like cutting down the tree doesn't happen with one swoop. It happens with those microchips. And that's all I've done, man. I've just like looked into sexuality, had good mentors, had shit mentors, learned from them, fucked up, had women cry, had women go, that was a shit experience, had women go, yeah, maybe don't do that again to a point where I'm like, I know at my fucking depths. It's just like, I just did the work. It's like, Guys like, oh man, I want to be that beast in the bedroom overnight. Like, it, I can teach you fucking shit. Like, go, like, you guys like, man, well, go, where can I learn this shit? Go look at my Yeah, YouTube what is channel. your most important thing right now? Blah, blah, blah. I'll help you, blah, 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 yeah. blah, in less than 90 days. What is the most important thing here for you? The time or the results and that things stick? 
for me, it's the results and that things stick and that I can progressively make the mentor unnecessary for me because I can become my own mentor, but all this time focus, it's like, it also sets up these false expectations. Like, Oh my God, everybody else is crushing it. And I'm not so far like, no, no, it's just unrealistic <laughs> expectations, bro. Yeah, for sure. You um, know, what's weird. I read the book. She comes first by Ian Kerner. I think, you know, it's about cunning linguists techniques. You can also advise some books to read sex God method by Daniel Rose, more about the psychological aspects. And I posted it to that. I just read about it. It's one of the books that I go back to just as a good reminder. And you know, this reaction, like, Oh my God, you have to learn about sex. You know, do you have to learn how to pee? And, and it's just so strange that it's such a valuable experience, important experience. And, and we buy so much stuff that that doesn't make us happier, more fulfilled. Why is it so strange to get better at this stuff, you know, and get a bit better? I think it's one of the most worthy things to get better at. I don't know if you got that reaction from the general public, but I find it so strange to get this reaction. You know what it is, man? It's so much more than just sex. Like, think, think about, like, really just, why do we do the fucking things, man? Go to the job. Like, think about just like a normal thing. Get the job. Get the wife, get the house, have the kids, have a fulfilling relationship. Sex isn't everything. Let's just be real. It's like having a fulfilling relationship. But if you're not having sex, man, sex is the glue in a lot of ways in the relationship. Because if you're not fucking, you may as well be housemates. So I see this with a lot of couples who go, oh, we're like, we really have a great relationship. But like, where's that fucking like polarity? We're missing that sexual fucking tension. How can we fucking build that, man? And then I'm just like, that's the thing. They've, they've missed that. And if you're missing the fucking sex, then people don't want to look into that because as men, it's like, we've got so much ego around it. It's like, you've got, to be, you've got to know how to fuck really well and you've got to make a lot of money. And if you don't do those two things, you're a fucking failure. Until a man really looks at himself and goes, you know what? Maybe I can't fucking make that much money. And like, you know what? Maybe I've got to look into this. Number two, maybe I'm fucking shit in bed and I've got to look into this. But which man wants to omit two of those things because it's two of the hardest things that we can omit? I had to look at both those things. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm shit at fucking making money. I'm shit at keeping money. Mm-hmm. I'm shit at growing money. All right, I want to learn from here. This is my actual dollar amount, my bank account. All right, I'm shit at fucking sex. Or even if guys think they're good, like it's not that hard to be that fucking good. Like, man, this, this woman I'm seeing now, man, 37 fucking years, 30 fucking seven years, bro. She goes, it's the best experience I've had. And you know all I did? Any guy could have done this. It's not just me. She goes, when you, we had sex, you looked me deep in the eye and I felt your presence. She's like, I've never had mm. in my fucking 37 years of fucking living. She's a model. Absolutely fucking gorgeous, beautiful fucking human being. I've never had a man look deep in my soul and just go, I used to see my fucking soul. When you can do that for a fucking human being and go, I see you, and she feels fucking met, everything else is fucking history, bro. It's that's what's fucked. And people think, oh, I just meant to learn this shit. Where, where are you meant to learn this when you put a car on a fucking banana? When you put it, no, sorry, yeah. when you put a condom <laughs> on the banana at school and you go, the teacher teaches you this shit, and then no wonder there's so much sexual dysfunction teen pregnancies, STDs, people feeling unsatisfied in the bedroom, like infidelity, people having like side chicks, cheating, women like not having sex with their partners, feeling shut down. Like I could name a fucking billion things, bro. It's just like, it's so insane that that happens. And then like, it's like the people level of awareness, like when you're going to wake the fuck up and you go to, you go to this job and then all of a sudden you come home to your wife, you haven't had sex for months and she's always got a headache. And then you just like go jerk off in the bathroom because you're so sexually unsatisfied. And that's normal because after six months, the honeymoon phase is over. It's like, what the honest fuck, man? It's just, bro, I also don't get it. Like, you know, all all these things like 
how to deal with anxiety, how to deal with depression, how to be happy, how to, how to find out your personality, how to communicate well with other people, how to be good in the bedroom, how to be masculine, you know, what you're reading about that stage and stuff. <laughs> what are you retarded? Like, huh? But if I talk about getting a car or whatever, or I mm. just bought, uh, you know, I just went to lie on a beach in Spain, like, oh my God, that's amazing to invest in, etc. Like, these are meaningful aspects of life. You find it strange that I want to become better at this essential part in really? life? How weird who's, is this? Who's, who's the friend you're hanging out with now? I don't have those people in my life at all anymore. Me too. I don't have them anymore, but it's like, you know, you kind of evolve and, you know, you start yeah. to talk about the past and you have nothing in common anymore, but it's like, huh, you're reading a book about happiness? <laughs> what are you, depressed? Like, yeah, I'm actually a bit depressed. I actually, you know, I'm confronting myself in certain aspects. I'm not at a place where I want to be. I want to become more aware. I want to learn about it. Uh, and then I want to find some ways how to improve. Like that, this is for me the, the empowering thing about it. Yes, you see things in yourself, shadows, negative things that you want to improve. It's confronting, but it's also liberating because you can work on them. This kind of like, no, it's stupid to work on them. Or you, but, weird. But with you, man, what, what drives you to do this, man? In general, what I do? What, what drives you? Like, what motivates you or inspires you to do this? I think it's partly of my parents. We, we were just, you know, a product kind of the system and the education system that's told me to uh, shut up, sit down, don't ask questions. Why can't you be normal? And I had to fight a large part of my life of not accepting myself because I was just, I call him a rebel with a cause. I was curious, innately curious about everything, asking questions. And I was constantly being like, put down, you're weird, you're a freak, you know? And I kind of relate with, with, with people who artists, freaks, outcasts, critical thinkers, freedom fighters, that they're needed now more than ever. And their voice has been like shut down because they felt like my opinion doesn't matter. I'm weird. You know, I should just conform. So my deeper mission is kind of those rebels with a cause, people who were told like, you're not okay. They are needed because they wake up people. They have a mission. They have something to say. It relates also with my freedom of speech advocacy. So I think it comes from that place. And when you feel like you don't matter, what you're interested in doesn't matter, what you say doesn't matter, like you don't feel okay. You feel like you don't matter. And freedom of speech is a way how to communicate it. And I see now what's happening in, with everything in the COVID period. We need people who speak that truth and wake people up from a prescribed narrative. Because when you see the whole thing about sex, about education, about getting the job, masculinity that's being destroyed, femininity that is just turning into a kind of perverted masculine, you see how much of our lives are being based on prescribed narratives. And a common thing that I see is the people who see through the nonsense is people who dislike authority. People are nonconformists. People have to fight hard to stand up for themselves and now have something that they can teach other people to wake them up. So that is like a big, my bigger mission to do with this podcast and what I do in my uh, academy. Awesome, bro. Amazing. And you, when you look at like the bigger mission, you talked a bit about it in the beginning. Yeah. What's your bigger purpose you feel? What is something that you wish the younger Andrew would have gotten or learned or realized? that you now teach men faster you know you know i teach my it's a it's the foundations of like when i work with men like yeah i'll teach you how to be a beast in the bedroom i'll teach you how to have the best sexual experiences that's that's the easy part but it's like the foundations of how the fuck do you show up in the world like mm -hmm. when i when i say when i give men that personal development stuff i really go through who they are, like what, what inspires them, a lot of Martini work I talk about there, how to set boundaries and how to stand up for themselves. And mm -hmm. also how yeah. come from that place of like 
depth of heart and connected connected to themselves of like, ah, man, tonight when I went out with um my girlfriend for dinner, I was like like very emotional, just looking at him, like fuck, this is such a beautiful person. How can you have that softness lead with that nurturing fucking care? But then also she knows that you have that backbone of fucking steel and you're that fucking warrior. Where this is where it's got lost. Where it's like, where on the outside, like, what, dude, you're nearly crying at dinner. But I'm like looking at it with such love, depth and compassion and care. I'm like, fuck, this is my person and I'm so appreciative of her. But then also she knows that I would rip through fucking walls to protect her and fucking take, take out fucking other people if I had to. Not that I need to, but it's like she just feels that like I'm going to pr- provide and protect you and I'm going to fucking lead you. But leadership gets fucking lost with, like you said before, like dominance versus domineering. Dominance is like leadership with consent. Domineering yeah. is leading someone and being a cunt and only having your best interests at heart and not looking after hers. So when I say this, man, I just see a lot of men get lost. It touches my heart when I see so many men yeah. either like from a perspective like, I'm going to be a fucking bad boy. I'm going to show women I'm the fucking man. It comes from a very hurt place. Or the opposite side, just really feminine men, just like, oh, it's just, 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 I'm just hold the, the feminine and just like, just like let her be her and, 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 and then they don't have a backbone. It's like, how can you have both, man? How can you be the dude who has a backbone with a heart? Bro, this is super interesting what you say. And there's a huge boy crisis going on. People can read the book, The Boy Crisis by, by Warren Farrell. But I often see this also in masculinity teachers. They have, they have this very feminized view of masculinity to be soft like cookie dough. And then say like, hey, how to become a healthy, integrated masculine is just to become more feminine, which I think is a wrong perception of it. And on the other hand, I sometimes see this hurt trauma-based mixed out men going their own way. Like, you just focus on your career and fuck some women, you know, and your status symbol, etc. And I also find it like a very hurt place to come from. I think, yeah, but but the thing is both extremes, there's uh, both extremes. Definitely, man. Like, and I've seen, I've been in both those extremes. Mm. I've been in the, I've been in, man. Like, the thing is, it's so, is you can't, you can't deny what fucking women want. Like, I'm going to speak very just like basic here, man. And because it, that, that's how I usually speak, you know, but it's when I go to these really effeminate fucking like um, hippie fucking events and like these like tantric fucking retreats, man. Like, it's still, like, say there's a group of fucking 25 guys and 25 girls, still the top 5% of dudes get majority of the women. Yeah. and that's the thing and then i remember i was in a circle and some dude's sharing and he's like you're triggering me because you're fucking taking all my girls i'm not, I'm not taking shit bro it's like you're just a fucking pussy let's be real and you don't have a backbone and women are not attracted to you because you have such a feminine fucking nature and you think that they're going to say like just listen to my feelings and shit like that and that's going to happen it's like they want to still feel your heart but they want to feel your strength and at the moment you don't have your strength and you just have this fucking like limp-wristed fucking pussy in his nature and you've actually listened to what she said and that's what's happened bro and then i just like it's just and then i just i called him out i'm like no this is fucking on you dude this is just a reflection of you like the women don't respect you because you haven't st- stood into your fucking masculine fucking strength and masculinity doesn't be and then what happens sometimes guys flip the other way and it's like over fucking losing my words right now they're, they're like trying to prove themselves but it's like it, it's so insane man that's what i'm saying Back in the day, learning game is super important. Learning the fundamentals from the technical, learning fucking understand depth to like the masculinity, like all aspects of like that. Like when I say masculinity, it's like could be very culturalistic as well. Because like what's masculine to fucking Western culture could be very different to what different was what's um, masculine in Eastern culture. Yeah, for instance, they asked a question in a group yesterday, like it's my association, right? 
When yeah. I associate with uh, masculinity is uh, dominance, leadership, agency, boundaries, structure. And what I associate with uh, femininity is like grace, openness, kindness, receptivity, this kind of balance that I associate like intuitively me, right? What do you associate with masculinity in general and principles and feminine and femininity principles? For what you said about the masculinity, man, it's like speaking your fucking goddamn truth and like owning that shit, taking full responsibility of your actions, that leadership, setting strong boundaries with all the shit you just basically said, man, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with that. And then it's like, when you say you're going to do something, doing it and following the fuck. Integrity, through. right? Words, thoughts, and actions. And then when you do that and you look someone deep in the eye, I go, I'm going to fucking do this and I'm fucking going to do it no matter Keeping what. Keeping your happens. words, right? But it's so simple, but so many fucking people try and put this on. It's like when a woman can feel that from you, man, like I'm just there, I'm going to pierce your fucking soul. And like I'm unwavering, and this is what people think masculine. They think it's a it's a strong pillar. This is what I learned from one of my mentors, which really mm. blew my mind. People think it's just a strong pillar. It's not. But masculinity is not actually just a strong pillar. It's actually like a strong fucking hard cock. And what I mean by that, it's like strong as fuck. It's erect, but still it's pulsing, and that's what a woman actually wants. She doesn't want you to just be this rigid fucking board. We like staring at it. She mm. wants you to be like that. Like she knows you're grounded deep in the fucking earth. But then she feels that pulsive energy and she just feels you. So she can feel you, but she can feel how sturdy you are as well. But that pulsing fucking energy, like a fucking hard cock. And that's why it's like that. It's that masculine fucking like um, life force, like that masculine fucking um, pillar. But most people think it's just a pillar, fucking it's a concrete pillar. It's not. Because then you're like rigid and you're like fucking constricted and you're constrained like this. Where it's like relaxed and still fucking, she can feel you, the depths and you're grounded into the fucking earth. And that's what changes the game, man. And you, and you also don't have these, I mean, look at these putzes. Look at these deadbeat dads that are in the mainstream media the last 30 years. Look at all these series mm -hmm. like Ross from Friends and the Big Bang Theory. These emasculated men, these boys that don't know how to relate to the feminine. I mean, you can have Humphrey, Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca, you know, like this kind of masculine figure. Look now, where are the masculine figures? Where are the attractive men? It's all putzes. The women are the one who have common sense and still have reason. And the guys are just fat, eating chips, watching TV. Just look at the Simpsons, look at like family guy. But you don't have a lot of like figures, like how to be a man and how a man shows up in the world in the cultural institutions. Yeah. It's, it's quite depressing, man. And that's why I think a lot of men are getting quite depressed and they don't know who to look up to because then they get like, okay, be Homer Simpson or just be a fucking warrior and just be this fucking like, just to take shit like, oh, wait, wait, sorry, what they got? they got? They got Jersey Shore, bro, or masculinity <laughs> or you're fucking Homer Simpson. Like, that's it. Or then you've got some effeminate leftist fucking, just, just, just love women, just hold space for them and just like, don't ever set a boundary. Let them be these free spirits. Or just, just fuck her, bro. Just show her how to fuck her, man. Just take her. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And that's why it's like, I'm just like, how can you come from a, your, your intention is like love and care, but she also wants to know. That's what, man, like when I talk about the six S's of sexuality, like I won't break it down fully now, but basically, man, it's this. I talk about like a woman needs to feel safe and she also fucking needs to feel like safe, 
seen that you feel seen especially you see her for who she actually is sexy is that you feel that you find her that she's actually goddamn fucking sexy sexual she needs to know that you're a fucking sexual man that you're comfortable with your sexuality she needs to feel scared like that you're a fucking man and you're not afraid to like speak your truth say your truth ask the hard questions and just say what's fucking actually on your mind and take a man one of the girls like on my, on my first date with like the girl i'm seeing i literally just looked her deep in the eye chilled picked her up picked her fucking up and slammed her on the table because she was quite an alpha chick because she runs two businesses. She does these things. She makes fucking bank. She needed that. And I slammed her. I'm like, I'm going to fuck you up. Now, I don't recommend every guy say this, but I said this because she needed that in that moment of like she dropped into a family. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. my God, this guy gets it. But if she was yeah, like yeah. a really soft chick, I wouldn't say that. But it's like, I'm not afraid to fucking go to battle and like, go to fucking war, man. But this is the thing that people don't realize this image, like what women on the primal level, I, I think it, it happens in a space of like safety, they're providing, protecting, and then you can do this, this more assertive, aggressive kind of aspect. But look at all the women. What's the most sold book the last years? It's 50 yeah. Shades of Grey. Look, look at what kind of type it is. I'm not saying you should be like that type, but look at what kind of sexual scenario it is. And then you look at the mainstream media, like... Is it okay that I kiss you? Is it okay that I get your number? Like, if it's fine for you, I mean, I don't want to be too into Like, what the hell? Yeah, bro. The, like, children, children ask permission to their mommy. You immediately set up the, 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 the mothering relationship of asking for permission. Of course, you should calibrate, but the man is willing to lose their audience by speaking out, you know, and believing in themselves. And this permission-seeking behavior you see all around on TV, this is why so many men are confused. Like, this thing that I see on TV that they say gets me the girls is not getting me the girls. What is going on here? Why, why am I still, why am I still, like, man, look at like a fundamental thing with the, like you talked about money before, or we'll talk about money. It's like, not that I'm a financial advisor at all, but it's like, just, if you listen, if you listen to the news, put your money into the banks. That's it. It's safe. It's secure. It's like, they're like, they're like, what in the fuck, man? It's like, if you want to get, if you want to have sex, just tell a woman she's beautiful and that's it. And now it's, <laughs> it's yeah. like, you, what are you, you're kidding me. And like, no wonder guys are sexually frustrated. It's like causing a, um, a generation of sexually frustrated men who aren't getting their needs met. And then it's all pandering to the pussy. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, I've got to do this certain thing to get sex. And like, good little Jimmy, you fucking just um, did that thing. Now you get a woman's pussy. It's like. And white knighting, like I'm going to attack the alpha males and that then the women is going to sleep with me because I'm pandering to the pussy. Like, okay, yeah, good luck. Good luck with that tactic, man. Yeah. And it's, it's so, man, even on that, man, I'll talk about this from the spiritual community because I, I see a lot of people like they get lost. And, like, I know what it is. I'm going to go now down to the spiritual fucking communities and learn about sexuality. There's so much loss and confusion there, man, from yeah. the perspective of like, and I've been to retreats and on the, their level ones, like, man, I've had a fucking dude finger my ass. And when I'm like saying that, it's like, it, it happened. Like, I didn't want it to happen, but it's mm -hmm. like, you're in a group theory. And if you don't do it, then you're kind of left out of the group. So it's kind of like, you don't have to, but if you don't do it at the same time, then you're not part of the fucking tribe. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, people think that you have to do these level courses, like getting your ass fingered by a dude or touching a woman like that, or having like being around fucking this, this environment like that, that is not the way to spiritual spiritual sexual enlightenment or just sexual fucking like you, know, you don't need sexual education there's just so much fucking stuff it's like sometimes these teachers their ego is a fucking extension of their own fucking trauma which is causing more fucking like insanity which people just believe because they've got like they're like these teachers are 50 years old and people just believe them because they've created this school of thought which i'm like it's not fucking true it's like i don't want to have my fucking ass fingered by a dude 
I'm not down for that because apparently you're going to be more trans impersonal with the person who's there. So then you can have like more enriching experiences or some shit. So I don't like that. But then all of a sudden you, you get feel like you get thrown into this, like this, this fucking position. Yeah. And you also have this spiritual correctness that you sometimes have, because I'm interested in maybe hearing your opinion of what the whole spiritual perspective or something of incorporating the feminine or something in spiritual circles. That is something valuable to become like a, a sexual dominant man. But I have three Thai massage degrees, right? And sexual energy is very, very powerful. So what you see right now is like all these women. And then there's this guy who's teaching massage. He has this status position. All these women are freaking lusting for this teacher, you know, and he has so much power. You see this in yoga communities, you know, like in the background, they're all sleeping with each other, you know, and they're all trying to have that dude. So to, to set boundaries and be respectful of that status position and sexual power that you have especially in spiritual communities with so many beautiful women or lost people that demands again integrity and setting boundaries you know because it can be very tempting i just say fuck it bro you know what i really say what's spirituality what's spirituality to me you know like i just say spirituality are you following your fucking your are you following what's true to yourself that's what spirituality true true means i thought if you wear fucking mild beads if you say this or you do that spirituality is like are you following what's D. Martin talks about like following your talos, like your highest value values. It's like, are you following what's actually true to your goddamn fucking self? That's spirituality. I don't give a fuck what you're doing, man. And like, this is where it gets lost and confused. Like, and like talking about the spirituality in regards to, I know what you're saying when you say spirituality, but that's how I see it, man. It's like it's so much lost. Like people think they have to speak a certain way, do a certain language, or then they have to wear a certain robe. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, I'm in these fucking communities. Like how many times I see like the chicks, like I'm just connecting to myself. Like too much fucking shit there is as well, man. Like chicks, like I'm processing, I'm like this, something's come up. I have to fucking deal with it. It's just like, sometimes it's just like so fucking much and intense, man. Where I'm just like, Oh my fucking God. It's just like, I went to the Thai massage course. Right. And it was already like six or six years ago. And we just had a male circle and a female circle because there's something powerful about a male circle, you know, and you know, the biologically male circle, like, Oh yeah, I'm a crazy dude. who still believes in that. And even back then, Oh my God, it's so patriarchal that you're dividing and stuff. And we feel like denigrate even there in like, Talking about masculine, feminine principles, we just want to have a male circle and share things because it's important. And even there, that political correctness, that identity politics already came in with all the bullshit and drama, you know. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like sometimes it's like more like I'm processing, I'm triggered right now, I have to go through this emotion, this come up. Now, I'm all for like going through stuff, but sometimes it's just like this washing machine of just like, I'm just like, I have like, and what about when it's like when the women like, I'm now a goddess, it's like, like one one year before she's working in corporate, now she's a fucking goddess and a self-proclaimed fucking a boss uni. babe. Yeah, a boss babe. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this culture, man? That's why I'm like, I just call it what it is. And we, I'm a little bit probably politically incorrect in the way I say it, but I don't give a fuck because it's like, mm. it's like behind closed doors. Sometimes like, I want you to treat me like a goddess, and then like, how many times, man, me and buddies and other people I know, it's just like, yeah, just fucking choke me and fuck me like a whore, and, and I want to call you daddy. Shit like this, man. It's just like, okay, cool. How tantric or fucking how enlightened was that experience? Like, yeah, I'll fucking was But it's like, there's this chick, I'll never forget, man. There's this chick, she's like, I'm just looking for the divine masculine to sweep me off my feet and just hold me and just feel my essence of the woman I am because I know I deserve that because I'm a queen. I'm like, and I said this because we're kind of mates and I'm like, listen here, ho, you just want to be choked and fuck good, don't you? She goes, and that too. Like, you know. <laughs> Because I just, I just, I just cut through. I just cut through the bullshit. Because I'm like, I've just been seen a lot yeah. of shit, and I'm just like, I don't give a fuck in the respect of like, I just like, I just, 
ugh, I just it, it sickens me because it's like speak your truth. For me, I'll sit there, man, meditate and go kumbaya, spin my fucking mala beads and really connect deeply to my fucking soul. I love that. But then I'll also listen to Eminem and I'll punch the punching bag. Like, I'm going to fuck shit up today. That's the difference, man. This is just me. I'm not saying for everyone. But I'm like yeah, this is the human experience. Me. This is also why I love Alan Watts, who talks about, you know, the, the human experience of the spiritual experience and the duality. You know, he calls it the element of irreducible rascality, which I think is a wow. nice term for it, you know. But yeah, I mean, we are men. We're going to have the return of the strong masculine because we need masculine leadership right now. We live in the in the dark feminine. Everything is based on feminine principles and we see where the world is heading right now. And these women are also bought into the prescribed narrative and they often follow a narrative and men are not stepping up. But when you, on a visceral level, you know what these women want. You can protect, you can provide, you can draw them into your world. But when you're going to pander to the feminine, you know, you're going to be swamped, you're going to be overwhelmed. And you're not going to have a good polarizing relationship. That's why the biggest issue for women to find a partner is the stop successful women because you have a thing it's called hypergamy. They want to date of the same status level or higher. And these women are so high, they're competing for such a select amount of alpha dudes. They got so much competition that most of these women, they're just unsatisfied. Yes, they're the boss babe at their work. But in the bedroom, they want to be free from constraints and they want the guy who steps things off so they can relax into their feminine. For sure. And I see that, man. Like, but where, where is that coming from as well, man, when you really think about it? Like, I've, I spoke to quite a few women who are like the boss babe or the fucking corporate chick. Why do they need to show how alpha they are? Where does that come from? And it's usually, usually it's women who are fucking like, like strong daddy issues or yeah. like, like a, a parental figure has passed on or it's from a fucking very like, I, I need to show that I'm the fucking leader or like they've just like the masculated cult. There's so many things, man. But usually I'm like saying it's like I want that strong male fucking figure and they do this. Like even with um, a partner I'm seeing now, I have to tell like chill. But she's very fucking powerful woman, but she like, and like I had to bring that to her, but she can very soften quite easily to me. But at the same time, I go, you'd friend zone 99% dudes. That's why you've been in the position. You've had like multiple, multiple relationships. But you'd friend zone a lot of guys just because like you're quite intimidating because like if she's been a model for 20 years, man, and she's also fucking like running two successful businesses and she's fucking like quite assertive, like most dudes are just going to crumble. Now she's not trying to do that, but she would be quite feminine. But at the same time, it's like, where's the men who are going to also, it's not our job to step in there and like put her in the feminine because it's not, it's not a woman's job to put me in my, um, put me in my feminine or put me in my masculine. That's the thing. When women's like, I want a man who's going to put me in my feminine. It's like fucking retarded. You're meant to like understand and understand how to cultivate your own femininity. So then it's like, that's the most light to a fucking flame, essentially. Like, sorry, a moth to a flame kind of thing. And that's where men are like, oh, well, that's fucking super attractive for a very masculine dude. But at the same time, it's like, I agree, man. This masculine, like it's such a deep, deep fucking concept that like for the women of like, it's like the femininity is such a fucking strength when utilized so far. Because it's like when a woman's like that, something like when a woman's caring, loving, kind, and just really gentle. And also she's like, she has her like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I like. And she comes forward with that so much love. Man, it's like, it's so fucking attractive, man. And that's why a woman I fell in love with was like, how can I look after you? How can I care for you? How can I like be of service to you? And I really appreciate your vision and your mission in the world. 
And yeah, dude, that's the feminine. But I believe, and I'm a more traditionalist in terms of this sense, a man, Yako, it's also about who you are, but we like to protect, provide. We want to prove ourselves. We want to associate ourselves with our work, our job, or mission. But most women, and I'm going to get hate for this, they can do stuff in their career, in their job, but they don't get the most innate feminine fulfillment from just what they do in their job or on the corporate ladder. That is not what fulfills them in general, but most women at the core. Of course, of course, man. It's like, that's the thing, man. Like how many women, like I've talked to with clients, it's like Sam, it's like, thank you for walking in my life. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you my whole life. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this man to step into my life and have this. It's like, cool, make the money, do the thing. But it's like, what about like, okay, there's, there's going to be a few, very rare few, few women who are like, I don't want to have kids, but then like- the women And I know there's a lot of women at the end of their thirties, they're awakening, but they're kind of like mourning, like, fuck. I try to juggle everything, work my career, go for the boss, babe. And you know, my beauty is waning a bit. I lost maybe some momentum to have like children. It's like, yeah, I've been living that prescribed narrative. And not saying that women can go for a corporate career or have a job, absolutely not. But a lot of women, they're starting to realize in their mid thirties, end of the thirties, like, damn, I've been living a kind of life that isn't making me like super fulfilled, you know, and satisfying. And I kind of lost the momentum to maybe start a family or, because I think I talked about it in other aspects. I think the best thing is for a woman to get a good guy in her twenties, who's older, who protects, maybe in the beginning, she has two degrees and so she's 23. Then she has three children or whatever before she's 30. And then bam, the children are older. You know, you can go for your career and whatever. But now we have it completely backwards. All these women try to juggle, especially in the beginning of their 30s, mid 30s, the role of being a boss, babe, being a partner, being a good lover. And it's so much pressure on women in that period that it's just not manageable. It's, it's a lot of masculine. It's a lot of masculine energy as well, bro. Think about it. It's a lot of masculine, like holding that all, all together. And like, yeah, get the career, do this. but. It's like, what, what do you want to do? Like, what, like, I, you know what it is, man? It's like simple this. It's simple personal development. I'm actually going away for three days in a few days time, man. I sit down with myself about like every six months and go, what the fuck do I actually want to do in my life? What is my dream day look like? What is 2020, what is, what is the next year going to look like? And why do I want to fucking achieve these goals? Why, why, why? We don't stop and give ourselves enough permission to look at the deeper why. And like when you have a big enough why, the how takes care of itself. It's that book. I forgot what it's called. When you why, when you have a big enough why, the how takes care of itself. Yeah, that's Victor Frankl. That book. I forgot what it's called. Man's search for meaning. Correct. And it's like when I when I heard that, I was like, that's so fucking true. Whenever I feel a little bit lost and confused, I don't have a clear why. I go sit with myself and have that fucking contemplation time because that gives me space. Going, what the fuck am I doing? Running toward where, where am I running towards? And why am I running towards this? And is it important for me to run towards this? And if so, what will be the end goal when I actually do get this? So I have that internal fucking dialogue. Then I sit in that feeling. I go, cool, I sit, I got there. Now what? That's what I do. And the thing is, I think we're just in this culture of Facebook, Instagram, go, I'm, I'm the first one to put myself up and do that. But at the same time, when I take that step away, I'm like, I have my life back when I'm not on Facebook and Instagram. And then I can get so much shit done, bro. And then yeah. I'm like, holy fucking, holy fuck. I'm like, this is fucking insane. And yeah, like, what am I doing it for? Yeah. Yeah. The insanity of our culture. And the same with man. If we tie it back to sex, it's like, why am I with my partner? What am I not getting fulfilled? 
How come I'm not getting the sexual fucking connection that I want? What was it meant to be like? Why do, am I shutting her down? Why am I shutting her down? What, when have I really? When was the last time you did this, man? Not you, just anyone who's listening. When was the last time? Say, a guys, with his fucking partner for like years. When was the last time you really a woman who you love? When was the last time you opened your eyes in the bedroom, looked her deep in the eye, and go, "Babe, I fucking love you," or "Babe, I love you," while you're holding eye contact with her when you're making love? Something as simple as that for a guy to take home. Or if it's a girl, you fucking start to see and you tell her how much you, how much, how cool she is when you're fucking her. It's like as simple as that. And then guys go, that's revolutionary. And then like, or a guy's like, if you're with your partner tonight, go tell her, make love to her and tell her how much you love her while you're having sex with her, while you're being intimate. And then just like express how much you feel about her. Most guys are afraid to express that because they seem like they're going to be pussies. But if they don't express that, they're actually being more of a pussy because they're pushing her away. It's mm-hmm. profound, man. Yeah, because I think when you express like why they are different or what you like about them or about the experience, like I, I also have difficulty in general of, of I'm too quiet during sex. I mean, with some directives, okay, but like talking about the experience or how good it feels about the experience, sensations, it doesn't come natural to me, you know. Oh, Philip, your pussy feels so good, man. I love fucking your girl. Yeah, take it. You like that when I pull your hair, you dirty little. Yeah. Because it's more about mindset than the man that you are and being on a mission, of course. People can, uh, and maybe at the end, you can also tell some books besides your book you're writing. It's coming out soon about the way of the superior man and stuff. But what are some tactical stuff, some practical stuff in terms of like foreplay or even before foreplay, during sex or after sex that are some pointers, some tips that could also already make a massive difference besides what you said already, looking a woman in the eyes deeply? Okay, well, that's a huge question. That's a great question. You can do this. Slow down by 50%. Slow down. Next time you're with your um, um, woman, like slow down by 50%. This is more for guys in, in like a quick rush in there, do the thing. It sounds like really simple, but a lot of guys are trying to rush. And what you can do is this. If you've got a woman who you really like, kiss her from head to toe, every single part of her body and kiss all over her body. And then every like when you're kissing her, like every 10 seconds, you can stop and tell her how much you appreciate her. My God, you taste so good. I love how you feel. Fuck. Oh, the things I want to do to you. And then you just keep kissing all over her body. Then you suck every single one of her fingers and you suck every one of her toes and you're kissing all over her fucking body and tell her how beautiful she is. And you're not allowed to go for the pussy. That like death by a fucking thousand kisses. You're doing that. And before you know it, she's just like, what in the fuck just happened? So you can do that. Slow down by 50% when you're doing shit. Go on my YouTube channel. Go learn how to give a pussy massage. Go learn how to make a chick squirt. Go learn some positions. I give away seriously 99% of my shit for free. It's all there. I can give you a million fucking techniques, man, but I'd rather guys go check out the YouTube because I think it'd be better because it's like they go to the YouTube, it's just like there, watch it. Here's, how to, here's a really great toy. Here's a wand. Here's that. Unless you want me to break down something more specific because there's... What I think, you know, you know, safety is always important and that is something you should take into account. But people say like sex with a condom is the same as sex without a condom. I don't know what they're doing, but for me, the physical sensation <laughs> is completely different. It feels <laughs> like running outside with a raincoat in a hot summer. Like, well, the, the, the difference is, is, whoa, like completely <laughs> different in here, you know? Yeah. Well, with that, what you can do, man, if you want to make sex a little bit better with the condom, you can actually put a few drops of lube in the um, tip of the condom. Not a lot, just a few. And then it's going to be more a lubricating effect for you. Of course, it's way better without a condom, but it can still feel pretty good like that. But um, guys, like, how can I make it feel as good? Like, 
not going to feel as good, dude. You've got a piece of plastic over your cock. Like, you know, like just get high quality condoms. That's basically it, whatever country you're in. Super simple shit, man. You could have told people that, but I'm just like, that's what I really recommend. And don't kid yourself as well about like, I'm not here to tell you about STDs and pregnancies and shit like that. I don't yeah. want to dive into that conversation, but I'm like, I've like got fucking chlamydia three times. I've got like, oh man, I got chlamydia three times. I've got gonorrhea fucking um, once and I, I've contracted herpes. So I've actually got herpes the virus too. So about one in six people actually have it. So you'll be surprised how many people actually have herpes and people like, it won't happen to me. Dude, it's like, that's probably the dumbest thing that I've heard people say. It won't happen to me. Like, mm. I have, like I've got herpes now for life and I have to fucking, every time I'm with a new sexual partner, I have to tell them what's going on. And the thing is when you're fucking your chick raw and you're putting your cock in there, like for a guy, it's, for a guy, it's pretty obvious if you've got herpes because you can see that. But for women, you can put your, your cock in there. You don't know because it could be internal. And then one day you might not, you might get it, but then it might not, um, you might have. And how do you see it then? Or that it's uh, like. It just, if you got herpes number two, the general herpes, it, you can see it's very obvious. So a woman, man, like when you go down there, if it smells funny or it looks a bit um, fishy, um, in there is like it looks funny or it like looks like a bit off or it has like a red spots or like it's like doesn't look like if it, if it doesn't look clean to bro, just don't go down like that's why they have a thing called dental dams it's just a sheet of plastic you put over to your pussy you think like oh it's not sexy to put that over well try it. it's not sexy if you get fucking if you get like if you get stds that you just can't get rid of and then you have to talk every time with your partner that you've got um this well lot of the thing is most people are so ashamed of the sexuality in regards to they have when i first came out about me like having all these stds and shit like that from all these years the irony of being a sex coach having so many stds i know but at the same time man it's allowed a lot more people to come to the server go fuck i've got general rewards i've got fucking herpes i had gonorrhea i've got fucking um this man it's just allowed more shame because if you if you hold on to the shame about the um your std it's going to cause you to actually have more flare-ups it's going to cause you to have more shame about your sexuality, which won't cause you to have that freedom of expression, which will cause more pleasure in the future. So that's why I see a lot of men shut down about this, bro. And I'm like, I want to be, my job is this, man. How can I talk about my fucking sexual experiences and like sexuality in such a raw, honest way that allows people to have the most fulfilling sexual experiences? Because I've been through the most embarrassing shit. I remember bawling my eyes out when I found out I had fucking herpes, man. I realized it was more common than it was. I thought I had the death sentence, you know? So if this even helps one guy who's listening to this who has an STD, fuck, hope it does. I remember bawling my eyes out when I thought I got multiple chicks pregnant. I remember bawling my eyes out like multiple times. You're not a man if you cry. Like, shut the fuck up, cunt. It's like, you're a real man if you can express all of who you fucking are and have that, as you said, that human experience, man, which is super fucking important. Do you always, and, ha always have to use a condom then or not? Or does the herpes flare up during certain periods? Uh, the thing is, you still can get, um, you still can pass on herpes, even if you do have herpes. But if I'm in, if I do have a flare up, then I, uh, I have to let my partner know from a perspective of, hey, I'll flare it up. So um, let's not have sex today. And how do so, you know there's a flare up? Uh, I, you, you, you see it, you have like, you have an actual outbreak. Do you know, have you ever had a cold sore? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, you've got you've got herpes, but it's just called coleslaw. That's all it is. So you've got mouth herpes, and basically, it's just different from genital herpes. But that's basically it. so one out of three people, I think, have like coleslaws, get hold coleslaws. It's just the same shit. It's just if you have them here or there, it's just a little bit different, man. So if you do have a coleslaw, it's just like you're just not going to kiss the chick, and then it kind of like plays up and it goes away. Usually, when you're under stressful situations and stuff like that, mm. so it happens, you know, and you feel it. I had a, a conversation recently also about women, uh, a little bit with a girl about the pill and the effects that it have on the attraction of women and their hormone cycle. And she, mm. you know, 
says like, yeah, I have some resistance towards taking the pill because it messes with my hormones. It also doesn't have me ovulate. So my attraction is not so high in that period because it just doesn't happen. What is your stance? I mean, we always want to practice like safety in general, but I do think that the pill, it messes with the hormones, the natural cycle of women, and that it does have like an impact on, on women, their physiology. Yeah, sure. On that note, hundred percent, dude, I have nothing more to say on that because that happens that and then if they stop if, if a woman's on the pill for like years and then all of a sudden she tries to get pregnant it's going to be harder for her to get pregnant because all of a sudden it stopped her natural cycle then like when will a natural cycle kick into gear and then it's like also like i've been with women like they, they feel a lot more fatter when they're on the fucking pill sometimes it messes with them psychologically sometimes they yeah they're definitely not not that they're not as horny on the pill i remember having one woman i was with she was on the pill she wasn't as horny got off the pill like man, she was like fucking. It was night and day between her her horniness levels, and then also the mood swings as well, man. It was like it's quite like I understand the safety mm. of it as well, man. But then as I said, it's just like everything has its pros and cons. So it's just like weighing it up as well. But remember, I got a woman who was pregnant and she was on the pill. But the thing is, if guys are sitting here going, "I'm not going to get a chick pregnant even though she's on the pill." It's like, it's ridiculous to say that because mm-hmm. the pill is only 97%. And then if it is, if she's taking it at the right times, if she has a, a right time of day, all these other things. Yeah, there's like- a lot of responsibility. Because sometimes I think like, hey, if there would be a pill, a pill for men, I mean, I don't like the pill. You could maybe use like uh, abstinence or no, not, how do you call it? <laughs> how do you call it? No, how do you call it? Just don't fuck, bro. That's don't fuck. <laughs> no, I don't mean absence. How do you call it? But you pull out the pull out game. Your pull out game has to be like strong, you know. But bro, when they're like not get an STD, or, or you don't want to get pregnant, man. You're like just, <laughs> just don't, just don't <laughs> have sex. That's it. Like that's that's the part that you're gonna fucking cut in this podcast. You're like just don't have sex. But when <laughs> there would be a pill for men, it would actually make more sense for the men to take the pill because they can then take ownership of getting a girl pregnant or not. Because now it's completely on the woman to take the pill to not get pregnant. But once she is pregnant, I mean, the baby is growing in her and in the end, she makes the decision if she wants to keep the baby or not. Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. It'd be, it'd be fucking super epic. Yeah, that, that happened. For the pill for the women, as I said, there's like, go just go on Google, man. For, for that stuff, like go on Google and you look at like all the, the effects that a, a, the pill has on a woman. And it's because bro, that panic attack that you have as men, like, oh my God, she may be pregnant and whatever. Like, whoa, I'm not ready for that, you know, or I'm only ready for that with the right person. Like it, it, it makes my car go limp when I even I, think like, shit, man. I say this to dudes, I'm like, just stop coming in women unless you want to give them a fucking baby. Like, man, I've had too many scares and mm. guys like, it won't happen to me. It's like, oh man, like I've had way, way too many. And I was just like, the one that stopped me, man, was when I had, when I got a woman pregnant and then on the three months that were meant to get a scan that day, she actually, the, the day before she had a miscarriage. Mm. And I'll never forget that, man, because I had such a visceral experience, like, because she had a miscarriage on the day, the, the day before, and she was at work, blood was everywhere, 30 missed calls on my phone, raced to the hospital, seeing a woman's face in that distress, man, fucking hell, dude. And going to abortion clinics as well, like, when you do that, when you do that a few times, and then you see a woman go through that experience, man, it's like, it shapes you as a fucking man of like, going through this consistently and going fuck man i don't want to ever see a woman go through that again i have so much you know what it boils down to man i have so much love and respect for women like really i never used to i think like my my upbringing of like 
trying to control and manipulate women, maybe from my perspective, my mom, which I really delved into. But now it's like I really have worked so intensely on that and I have so much love and care for women. I love women so fucking much, but it wasn't always like that. And I've had a part of my life where I haven't spoken to like five of my family members. Now I have a relationship and a really great relationship with all my family members. And it's because of the work I did. And just going back to your point before about sex, it's like people think this great sex happens. It doesn't. Great sex happens when you put your attention into it, like anything. And that's where I put my attention into like, I'm going to learn this shit. I don't want to fuck up. I don't want to hurt and fuck up any more women. I've hurt a lot of women, man. I fucking lied, cheated, fucking all that shit. And I, I want and I want to have a really good relationship with my family. And then I want to have a really great sex life. And it happens by fucking like working on it and going, people are like, oh, this is honeymoon period. That's just like, no, you got a foundation of love and care. And then you can really fucking function. And then you can look into, there's a thing called like the sex, um, erotic blueprints, which is that, that lady really does that. I think there's like sex, love and goop. You can go check that out. It's fucking cool. And they break down like your erotic blueprints and they, they talk about that shit. That's not my work. That's someone else's work. But um, fuck, there's so much to go into, man. It's just like the foundation is this. Yeah. The foundation is like have the fucking care in your heart, bro, and also have the backbone if I can really encapsulate everything. Is that something that can make men last longer in the bedroom? That they just masturbate by themselves or get aroused by themselves? Or what's the ways that men can can last longer in the bedroom? Great question, man. That's a so fuck, man. Answering that question to me, asking that question is like. How did the internet start? The reason I say that mm. is because okay, yeah. the reason I say that, and I, and I, and I, and I don't try and like dismiss your question. I'll, I'll give one specific tip because there's like all these products out there for 97 bucks and like $200 and this one quite fucking breathing technique to last longer. And it's like, man, we actually have, if we were to do four hour fucking assessment of their mental, emotional, and physical well-being. And we delve into that for four hours and then I have a specialist dive into their specific fucking own their sexual blueprint about what's going on with their fucking stuff. This is what pisses me off. Like mm-hmm. it was one thing like for free speech for this man, what pisses me off about this sexuality movement, it's like they go, just breathe, man, just feel, or just here's this fucking pill and that's it. Or here's this psychological thing. It's, it's so fucked up. And that's what annoys me. But what I can do is I can give you one technique that can help guys last longer. Just a really simple thing. A lot, a lot of men have been conditioned to this, man. So a lot of men have been, been conditioned. See how I'm sitting like this, man? We've been conditioned. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, I'm 11 years old. Most guys start jerking off about 11 or 12 years old. They've been conditioned to tense their fucking body, lean over the computer screen, tense their neck, their head, their mind, like this, bend over their thing. They're sitting in the chair all day. They're locked at the fucking hips. They're locked like this and they're fucking tensing. And then what they're doing, they're grabbing their cock in the death fucking grip as hard as they can and they're jerking as fucking quick as they can. And like all of a sudden, they're 12 years old now. They're on the fucking little screen and they're hunched over and they're fucking like really like going fuck. It looks funny, but it's actually really fucked up long term. So they're trying to be marathon runners, but they're training to be sprinters. So they're like this, they're jerking it, man. And then what's happening? They're on high alert, mate. Because all of a sudden they go, fuck, I hope mum doesn't walk in the room. And then your mum's yelling in the background, Andrew, take off my bra, take off my bra. <laughs> yeah, take off my bra. Take my mum, not now, I'm jerking off. The, 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 you know, like, fucking give me a second, you know. So you're really whacking it off. Mum's like, dinner's ready in five minutes. And you're like, 
you're trying to whack off even quicker now and you're going as fast as you can. So you're trying to be like, Mom, I'm coming. Give me a fucking break. And then you're even more tense. I'm, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Like, so she's like, I hope, I hope she doesn't walk in the door. And then all of a sudden you're like fucking quickly, quickly bang and you bust out a nut. You come all over the fucking computer and you quickly wipe it off and you sit in shame. Hope no one fucking saws you. And then you're like, your fucking cock's so sore because you're doing it so fucking tight. And then you're like, oh, oh, fuck. And then you have to walk out there and like, like dazed and confused, like, what the fuck just happened? And you've been watching porn the high internet speed. And then it's like, most guys like go, one, get off the fucking porn. Two, change your masturbation habits. Instead of like jerking off like this, you're beating off like a beater because you're hunching like, you're like the beater fucking like, he's like this. Schmiegel, schmiegel, uh, sir. Start beating off like a fucking alpha, even though I don't like fucking terminology, but you get what I mean. Just it's fucking shit. Start beating off like a fucking elf, like fucking back, open up your chest, relax, and start fucking grabbing your cock nice and slow and playing with it gently. At the start, you're like, bro, this is fucking boring because you don't have any feeling. Maybe do this, man. Go jump in a bath and just like seduce yourself and start touching and start like uh, um, waking up all the fucking sensations in your body, which might take like a month or two. That's what I'm saying. Working with me is fucking boring, but like, I'm like, it's not a quick fix. And I'm like, I'm coming from that culture. Like, let's get this shit done once and for all so you can be a beast in the fucking bedroom and that's how you can last longer man in short but i'm like if you're training like that your whole life it's gonna like no wonder you're not lasting longer no wonder you fucking can't get it up and women can feel that women can really genuinely feel when you're fucking beaten off too much because they can just feel your <laughs> fuck you got me and harder how, man and how do you <laughs> and how do you compare the porn addiction and the porn images that we have which is this ultra taking dominant bam stick it in without foreplay thing combined with some things that you said like oh yeah la, la, i'm you're the dirty little girl like yeah you like it when daddy fucks you right oh my god you're so naughty like it's our it's our secret it's our secret that it stays like you can do that you know with the verbal stuff but also yeah. some stuff that you see in porn it's just so denigrating sometimes the place that it comes from you know so how do you strike the balance between that assertiveness that dominance and then the kind of images you see in porn in general, which some women also get accustomed to, to, I mean, it's nice sometimes to be dominant, but some women also <laughs> like, like they always do this. And then anything that becomes the same becomes a bit boring, right? <laughs> Not me, man. You're good at that, bro. Like that, that, was, that was pretty fucking on point, man. So that was a kind of like two questions in one. I feel like it was like, okay, what, what about the porn culture? And then what about the- um, Because there's men- something about that dominance that sometimes is just taken aggressive that women like, and you see some aspects in porn, but if you're just yeah. going to reenact porn fantasies, it takes away some of the intimacy and connection that you have, right? So where well, do you strike the why, balance? Why can't, you, why can't you have intimacy and connection with, a dom- with dominance? You can, but is there something you can learn from things that you see in porn about what women like? Sure. I'm saying this, when, when you can watch, you can watch porn from a place, if you're seeing this like this, it's like anything, man. Like if you have a fucking few cup, if you have a cupcake a fucking week, it's not going to destroy your life, you know? But if you're having a, two cupcakes every fucking day or a cake every day, it's going to destroy it. So when I'm like saying um, to dudes, like don't watch porn, I'm saying if you're watching porn, man, once, once a fucking week or once every few weeks, cool, bro. But like at the same time, like if you feel like it's absolutely like taking away from your life, and you see it's like affecting you going out there meeting women and it's actually a really unhealthy habit that you just see it's fucking keeping at low vibe bro it's completely different when i see dudes like whack hey man i whacked off to porn like once once every two weeks like cool bro do do what you want i've seen my life significantly got better when i haven't watched porn but i'm just like saying at the same time i'm just like 
if a guy wants to do it, it's cool. But it was say that's but when I'm when you're asking the question, can they learn shit from porn? Of course, man. You can like see stuff, but at the same time, if you're like saying women only like this, what I've seen in porn, it's completely false. Because it's sometimes I watch like older soft erotica or you know, like porn that was a bit older you sometimes see the woman really caring and enjoying and they build it up and that's an, it's not immediately like sequence of like getting the blowjob fucking her other position then coming right so mm -hmm. there's also and i don't know if you know sites about this besides following your course that gives a kind of realistic view of like sex that is more about care intimacy also dominance because i saw sometimes some some poor movies like oh this is kind of nice you know this is kind of sex that i can also see myself having and that i can relate to yeah, there's actually one that um, I'm missing off the top of my head right now. But it's like, yeah, my my ex-girlfriend and I were going to shoot conscious porn. It's called, it's actually called conscious porn where you're looking into it. But mm. it's more like, I understand, it's not just like quick, deep, deep fucking like hardcore blowjob scene and that's it and then just moving on from there. But like maybe instead of like like some guys like watching like the, the build-ups, the scenes, the different fucking aspects of this stuff, understanding like the characters i also like really recommend that guys watch a movie called the secretary which is a really mm. fucking epic movie um have you seen that one it's no i know it's about uh yeah role play and dominance i think and dominatrix or something i don't know but yeah well what, it's a really fucking great movie about yeah dominance like a man taking leadership in the bedroom and like that control it's like really fucking beautiful and then like the psychological aspects of it and in regards to porn sites yeah i, I highly recommend the guys like just like using porn now to like if a guy's watching porn and you see it's really directly affecting his life consistently, I just like, don't do it. But if you're watching it here and there, man, it's no big fucking deal. I used to be like, no, no porn whatsoever. And then I talked to a few mentors. I go, well, if a guy's watching, I'm like, it's true. It's just like, hey, they watch it fucking every few weeks. It's okay. But I'm just like saying, like, if it's eroding their fucking like sex life, if they're not fucking their wife anymore, if they're like not going out to the clubs, if they're actually just like, it's like consuming them. So, but you can learn some stuff from watching porn. But if you're thinking, oh my God, this is what just women like, and I'm going, like, it's acting. But then at the same time, you could maybe like, oh, that's a cool position. Or oh, maybe I can learn from that. That's also an aspect of doing that. But if you're like, I'm just going to do this and women will like this. No, I always say to women, I always say to men, I'm shit in bed. The reason I say I'm shit in bed is because it's like, I don't know what I don't know. There's, every pussy is different. Every woman's different. And when I'm with a new woman, I'm always asking the questions about what she likes, what she doesn't like, how she wants to be fucked, how she wants to be touched, what she wants to do, how she comes, how she fucking likes um, experiences. Because things I don't know, I can have a good understanding about a blueprint because I've been with enough women. But at the same time, I'm still like coming from a beginning. Yeah, but I had this conversation with a girl recently. And sometimes I love it when women give me like feedback, maybe with their body, it's maybe better. But she said, like, if I'm going to give you feedback at the moment, like I'm enjoying it so much, it takes me a bit away from the moment and the enjoyment that I have. Yeah, exactly, man. But the thing is, you can also like, for the first few times, you can go, hey, just go higher, lower, faster, slower, more pressure, less pressure, like more or less. So you can just like more, more, higher, mm. more, faster, lower. So then she goes, okay, fuck. Oh, higher, higher, higher. Yeah, faster. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's like that. So it's not like taking around the moment. So it's like in the, in mm. like that. And then what you can do is a thing called a sex survey. So at the end of the moment, because in the moment you fucking had that fucking great connection, then at the end of this, bro, what you can do is this. It's super fucking cool. At the end of the sex, like you don't go, now, what was your favorite position? <laughs> Did you like it doggy style? Do you want me to come on your face next time? Ha, 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 ha. No, you don't do that. You sound like a fucking weird cunt. What you want to do is this. You just literally just like have a chat with her at the end like, fuck, you know what? When you're riding me like that or when you did that or like, mm. I really like that. What did you like about that? Oh, yeah. Do you know what? When I grabbed you by the mm. neck, 
That was so hot. Like, did you like it when I grabbed you by the neck? So you're getting feedback at the end. It's mm. building a deeper bridge of connection because she actually feels like you care because you're asking about the sex and the experience. Mm. And then the next time you do have sex, you'll know, maybe don't choke her as hard. Maybe like grab her harder there. Maybe like um, spank her more. Maybe she likes it when you put your finger in her mouth. Maybe she likes it when you like really start off slow. Hey, is there anything that I could like do a little bit better next time for you? Like, oh yeah, actually you could like, do you know what next time I'd like to dress up like this? Oh, are you actually into this? And see how you've created the dynamic of the sexual connection that you still are talking about. Mm. And then the next time you do this, that's why sex gets better and better and better with the person who you're seeing. It gets, and you, you leave women better and wetter. When you leave women better and wetter and consistently to leave women better and wetter, it's like this, bro. You can like be like, get her a drink of water after she's fucking had, had an epic session. Maybe get her some fucking chocolate. Maybe give her a fucking cuddle. Maybe get her in a cab home. Maybe she, you say she can sleep in your bed. Maybe like aftercare, better and wetter. So you do this stuff consistently and women like, oh my God, you're the most amazing man. First time I fucked this girl, I was just seeing this recently. I'm like, hey, I'll drive you home. She's like, well, she, can, she can fucking barely walk, man, after we had an experience. So I'm like, all right, get on my bike, sit down. Get her a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck, yeah, make your own, make your, make your own way home. But shit like that. But guys fucking forget this, man. Or like pay for a cab home. It's like holy fuck. It's like, but it's a one night stand. Like, come on, motherfucker. You just picked her from there. Like, pay fucking 50 bucks or so. Put her in a fucking cab. Like, well, whatever it is, man. Like, you know, like Bro, I love you speaking your truth, man. I think we could talk like for hours on this topic, and I see you're very passionate about this. Tell tell the listeners and viewers a bit more about all the awesome stuff that you have, your programs, and maybe a bit more about the book that you're writing and that's coming out soon. I don't do anything. All I do is I'll give you a hand job, and you can just um, pay me fucking five bucks. You know, that's 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 how you can find me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, only fans. <laughs> what, what what I do is I I got a book coming out soon, man. Um, it's called Best She Ever Had. Practical advice and powerful techniques. So you're the one she brags about. So yeah, if you want to be a fucking beast in the bedroom, that's it. Go check out my YouTube, man. As I said, if you if you vibe with that, you'll see a lot of cool shit on there. I go give away most of my shit for free. It's called um, Sexual Quantum. Sexual Quantum Leap. So Sexual Quantum Leap. Yeah, you look at that, and that's super easy to find, man. And also, just I know on Facebook, Andrew Mayock. I don't know, man. This, that's it. Yeah. A legend. A last question. Do you see any benefits or is it sustainable with some people who advocate for the no fat movement or should a man come every couple of weeks and get rid of their semen because it cleanses the body and it's healthy? I just say like, I think it's this man, no fat is crap. And I, I made a video about mm. this. I got a lot of fucking flack because I, I, so the reason I said that is like, cause there's no, I, I like a lot of no fat in the respect of like, it's like helping men go on and they're going out there and like meeting women, stuff like that. But then it's like, if you're not like, but the thing is like, I'm going to not fap until I meet a girl, but then guys don't have the skills to meet women. So then they get frustrated and they're not going to watch porn. But like what I said, the reason I say no fap is crap is because like you can still play with yourself and you can still self fucking pleasure and you can still get yourself that peak and they start circulating sexual energy. So I'm like, I'm encouraging guys to masturbate and have healthy masturbation practices because what happens if they just um, just go no fap and they like have those ridiculously fucking shit masturbation habits and they're doing no fap as a as a way to help them last longer. No, we've got to fucking cultivate a lot of fucking shit about your masturbation habits, your mental, your emotional, your physical, what's actually going on. How can we actually understand your body? Why are you actually coming? Because they're like, I can't get it up. It's because of this, because I'm fapping too much. Maybe it's porn. Like there's so many alpha inhibitors in regards to erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation that guys just think, oh, it's just, it's my fapping and my, my porn. There is porn induced alpha inhibitors that actually stop men from fucking having erections, correct, and premature ejaculation. But what happens if it's fucking something else? 
And this is where guys get lost in this thing where it's like, no, fat. I love the movement from that, but a lot of, there's a lot of crap in it because it's like men are stopping their masturbation and men should start continue healthy masturbation practices, which will help them long term. Preach, brother. I love you speaking your truth bluntly. I never had so much fucking in an episode <laughs> and talking about fucking in an episode. Thanks for being a guest on the podcast, man, and looking forward to your book. And yeah, man, keep speaking your truth and changing men's their lives. I love it, Thank man. You Thank you, bro. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and support our mission of freedom of speech. With increasing restrictions on fundamental freedoms, we believe that now, more than ever, is the time for you to be an online coach or consultant and become independent from the system. That's why we created the Client Closer Academy. Learn how to consistently enroll clients and join a community of fellow free thinkers who value personal responsibility, speaking their truth, and making an impact. Find out more at clientcloser.com slash academy. Rant over.